All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS audio cast. Got the Makova Golf Classic this week. Should be a pretty good week. Um, if you guys watched our video last week, you know, I posted the video. It's finally a full tournament field. Also did the audio cast last week for the tournament. Um, so if you guys did listen, you know that it was a really good week for us. Um, had six players in the top ten from our player pool. I had a really solid player pool. There's only one play that I, you know, I missed on, and that was Corey Connors. He missed the cut, but that was really just because he struggled on one hole. Um, but other than that, it was a really solid week. The player pool did really well. Cash on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Also, you know, I also play on Yahoo a little bit. That lineup cash. So overall, it was a really good week. Um, and I, you know, I think this week is going to be another solid week. Um, let's start off with the high tier plays here. Um, I should touch on the stats I'm going to be looking at first. Let's touch on that. So driving accuracy, I'm going to be looking at strokes, gained approach. I'm going to be looking at ball striking and then par three scoring. And the reason I'm looking at par three scoring is because players that typically do well are players that have that, you know, nice iron game, that good uh, ball striking, that good um, strokes, gained approach, uh, proximity, and also uh, greens and regulation stats. So par three scoring kind of just combines that all sort of um so those those are gonna be the stats i'm looking at um let's get into the high tier though uh gary woodland you know he's just been on the tear this year so far um his average finish so far this year has been fifth <laughs> at tournaments so he's playing three tournaments so far his average finish has been five just very solid um he played this course last year at a t34 the year before that in 2017 he had a second finish He's just the best uh, stat fit for this course as well. He's 8th in greens and regulation, 6th in ball striking, 15th in part 3 scoring, 14th in stroke skiing approach. So, I mean, he's just a stud um, for the slate. I just really don't think you can go against him on the slate. You could pay up for Ricky Fowler, Tony Finau, and even Jordan Spieth if you want to. Jordan Spieth might struggle at this course. Um, Ricky Fowler should be a solid play for you, though. Aaron Wise. Now, Aaron Wise is definitely a tournament option. Stat fit, he is the second best overall stat fit wise. But look at his current form, he has a miscut. He also miscut at this course last year. I typically don't like to um, target players like that, but he is just a tournament lineup GPP player for you because he could very well pop. And if he makes the cut, he could very well win the tournament. So he has major upside, um, but he's definitely priced up a little bit too much for me. Uh, yeah, I think I'll just pay down for Emiliano Guerrero, who's a little bit safer and has some really nice course history here. He has a T9 and a T10 here at this course. Um, he's third overall course fit model. Why is that? You know, so I really like him. So far this year, he already has two top 15 finishes this year. So obviously that's really nice. Uh, don't mind Grillo. Uh, Charles Howell, the third, is another option I don't mind. His average finish at this course in the last three years is uh, ninth overall. So that's very good, um, and you kind of see why he's eighth in greens of regulation. And now he is sporting some good form as well, so I don't mind him. Um, let's go down to the mid-tier here. Now, Ches Reeve, he's a good course fit. He's in good form, and you look at what he's done here. The last three times he's played it as a T14, T4, and T74, so I really like him. He's 11th in ball striking, uh, 18th in stroke skiing approach, so just a solid play. Um, Matt Kuchar. Now, I was really surprised that when I saw his uh, salary, just because um, for name value alone, I thought he'd at least be a 9K player. So I do think he's you know, giving you at least $800 in saving on DraftKings this week. Uh, he's eighth in greens of regulation, uh, third in ball striking, and eighth in strokes gained approach. Now, there are, you know, the driving accuracy and also um, the par three scoring. Those are stats I'm looking at as well, but they're not weighted. 
as highly as uh, greens and regulation, ball striking, and strokes getting approached for me this week. So he's top 10 in those three major stats that I'm looking at. He is just a phenomenal play for you on this slate, so I don't mind him. Scott Piercy, I locked him in last week. He had a top 10 finish. I think I'm going to go back to the well with him. Um, you look at what he's done the last two weeks. He's had a T5, and then the week before that, he had a T10. Uh, just looking really good. Um, at this course so far, he's had a T4 and a T16, and he's fifth in ball striking. So I, I obviously really like him again on this slate. I might be locking in him in again. Uh, JJ Spawn's another play that I don't mind. Um, in the last two years, his average finish at this course has been 20th. And, you know, he just seems like a good course fit. In his last two events, he's had a T15 and a T10, so I really don't mind me some JJ Spawn as well. But I do think he'll be a little bit popular, so fading him might not be a bad idea if his ownership is going to be too high because he is a guy that, you know, will be sporting some really good form and then just drop off and, you know, maybe he misses a cut, maybe he only gets you a T16 or a T60 finish. So that is something he definitely does sometimes. All right, getting to the lower two here now. Graham McDowell is a player that I really don't mind as well. Um, you look at what he's done at this course. He's been a solid course fit so far. Uh, he's, you know, he's won at this course before. And other than that, his average finish is uh, tied for 19th. So really not bad at all. Um, Albertson is a guy that has played really well the last two weeks. Uh, last week he had a T28 and the week before that a T5. So I'm just trying to rock some uh, good current form with him on this one. But you look at why he's a good course fit at this course. He's 8th in greens regulation, 31st in ball striking, and 13th in strokes gained approach. So I really like Albertson um, this week. Might not, might be locking him in, um, but also I might just be getting, you know, just definitely overweight on him, maybe 50% ownership on him. Uh, Bill Haas is a play that I don't mind as well. He's just sporting some good form, so if you want to go with that, you can. You know, he's not priced up too much where you can... Um, where he's priced uh, too high where you don't have to play him. He's definitely priced at a price where you could think about playing him. I don't mind him as an option. Now, Jamie Lovemark, a lot of people like him in PGA DFS, so that might spike up his ownership, but he's not a bad play. He's kind of a hit-or-miss play. He was top 70 in all the stats that I was looking at, so I don't mind him, but he's definitely just more of a GPP, low ownership play for me. Uh, Danny Lee is a play that I really liked. He had a T25. At this course, he withdrew, and then he had a T3 at this course. So his course history is kind of interesting there. I did not look into why he withdrew. Maybe it was an injury. Maybe he was playing bad. Um, but other than that, his course history is pretty good. And he's a good course fit. He's uh, tied for 8th in uh, greens and regulation, 19th in ball striking. And then, you know, just so far this year, he has zero missed cuts. So, I, you know, I like the form that he's uh, sporting so far this year. Really not bad. Uh, Joel Damon, uh, he's playing all right. He doesn't have any missed cuts yet this year, but they are all been pretty high finishes, so I don't mind him. At this course last year, he did T23, so he's all right. Uh, Bryce Garnett, uh, he's all right. His average finish at this course has been phenomenal. It's been uh, uh, tied for 12, so not horrible. So obviously he's a really good course fit, and he kind of just does really well in this course, but he's not sporting the best form, so I don't mind. Love him too much on the slate. Um, Dick Taylor is another guy that has, he's not popping stat-wise, but he's kind of just a guy that's been a cut maker. Now, last year he struggled, but the year before that, he was a nice, solid cut maker. Now he's kind of doing that again this year. His average finish through three tournaments is 38th. Don't mind him. And then we get into the really value tier, CT Pan, or not value tier. We're getting to some players that I like, but I don't, I'm not going to have the highest ownership. I'm definitely going to be overweight than what the field is. But they're going to be one of my some of my lower-owned players in the player pool, and that's going to be C.T. Pan, Ryan Moore, and Sam Ryder. All these guys, 
I do think that they'll do well. Um, Sam Ryder was a guy that I talked about last week um, when referring to this. You know, they're catching my eye, but they're just not completely there. I don't trust them completely. So I'll get some ownership to them, but I won't uh, go too crazy on them. Sam Ryder was a guy that had a top five finish last week. Um, so obviously, you know, these players, they catch my eye for some reason, and they definitely could pop. But the likelihood of them popping isn't as great as some of these other players that I mentioned, or the likelihood of them making the cut isn't as great as some of the other golfers that I mentioned. All right, hope you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully this gives you guys a little bit more information. I will be posting the video on the YouTube page as well. So uh, look for that. It should be a little bit more in depth there. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's have a good week. Let's keep cashing.